Thanks for joining us on the Father's House Podcast, where we are leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online simply by going to thefathershouse.com. We'd love for you to stay connected throughout your week. Now, let's go to this week's message. Wow. Mirror, mirror. We're going to continue that series today. But we're in for a real treat today. As you can see on, uh, on the stage, I'm not here by myself, but um, one of the sons in the Lord that the Lord has given us, and now he's a father of many. Uh, has uh, four great kids plus a church, the Frontier Church. It's awesome. We have uh, Steve Yates, Bishop Steve Yates in the house from Frontier Church. We welcome you today. We welcome you today, Pastor Steve. Wow. So uh, we're going we're gonna to tag team today. We're both big enough to be wrestlers. I was concerned. I was concerned that maybe you'd wear your wrestling uniform, but I'm glad you didn't. I'm glad you didn't. So here's what's going to happen. I'm going to give an introduction now, so when I start, then he'll, I'll just tag him, and he'll come up and wrap this thing up today. But you're in for a real treat. Pastor Steve and his lovely wife, Chanita, I'm sure he Let me just introduce her. Chanita, would you stand? A lovely first lady from the Frontier House. And uh, so I'll just introduce him, and, and he'll come on up in a minute. But he's a great man of God. Uh, the thing I love about Steve, he's very honoring. I've never once in my life ever felt any dishonor from him, even when we didn't disagree. And we don't always agree. Who always agrees? I mean, I don't even agree with Nita all the time, right? Uh, but I haven't left her, and I'm not planning on leaving her. If you hear I'm dead one day, you'll know what happened. I tried to leave her, and it didn't happen. Never, 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 never. Steve has a real heart to serve. He's ready to serve the kingdom. He's ready to serve his church. He's ready to serve our community. Besides that, I'm a little envious today because he can preach the pain off the wall. And so uh, I'm a little nervous today. So uh, I'm, just kind of, I'm basically just kind of introducing him, and then we'll just let him go today. But the two of us, uh, we believe that we're ambassadors of reconciliation and ambassadors to build the kingdom. Unless we build the kingdom and keep that in proper order, I think we're backwards. This week, I thought we had a, um, a good luncheon with about 20 pastors in, in town of different um, hues. See, it set you up for your T-shirt. There you go. All right. So you're going to hear about this. You need to get, I hope you brought my T-shirt today. Uh, yes, I'm going to bring it today. So I wanted to tell, uh, tell you about this. I am human, human, cumin, suman, human. <laughs> Help me out. Human. Well, I messed that up, didn't I? So anyway, bail me out in a minute. But he's going to tell you about that. And then at the end today, we're going to receive our worship of tithe and offering, as we always do. And uh, we're going to give a very special love gift uh, to Bishop Yates. Honor him. We honor men and the women of the house who come through. So as you're thinking about that towards the end, you ask God what he would have for you to give. You have your Bible today? Let's lift it up and let's make this declaration. This is my Bible. It is the Word of God. It is life to me. Today I receive the Word. I confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I am obedient and I will never be the same again in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we're humbled today by your presence. 
Lord, we never want to get used to experiencing your presence in the house. We never want to get used to just coming to church. And Lord, we thank you today for your presence. Holy Spirit, I ask you today to anoint my words and Steve's words. I pray today because without your anointing, they're just words. It's just a talk. But we've had enough talks. We need your presence. We need our lives to be transformed and changed. And I thank you today for my brother. I thank you, Lord, for his church in the community. And I thank you, God, that you're going to heal the racial divide in our country and heal the racial divide in our city. Lord, we don't expect things to happen overnight, but yet we don't expect that we're going to have a little knee-jerk reaction and then stop. But we're going to continue because we can't continue the way we are as a nation. We need you. We just need you, Lord. There's so much hatred and division along ethnic, political. Oh, God, help us with the political. And so many times, even with the, um, the religions. So we just ask you, Lord, to somehow send revival to this nation. Do it again, Lord. Do it again, Lord. Send revival. Wow. Well, we started a series a couple of weeks ago called Mirror, Mirror. And today we're going to talk about finding hope in a hopeless world. How many of you, when you left this mirror this morning, you at least looked in one mirror? All right. Look around the people that didn't have their hands up. And now you know why they look the way they do. All right. So when my wife says, here's what she says to me in the mornings. You know, when you start losing your hair, you no longer comb your hair, you arrange it with a lot of product. So between Danielle and Anita, uh, they sort of transform. So she'll say to me after she does phase one, now before you leave, come back and let me look again and make sure you're you're presentable. So look, I I know I look good this morning, but it's all because of Anita and Danielle, okay? So there you go. That went over good, didn't it, right there. Thank you for three people who clapped on that. But I think we all rely on mirrors. But the mirrors that we've been talking about are the mirrors that distort things. Like when you go to a fun house, you have these mirrors that distort. They either make you really tall, make you short, fat, and squatty, or two heads, four heads, and all that. And when you walk away from there, you actually would walk away from there and saying, well, that's really not me in the mirror. But I wonder how many people look in the mirrors of society today with all the fear with all the social media, with all the... Listen, if you live nonstop news, you're going to walk away from looking in that mirror and you're going to feel pretty bad. You're going to find yourself fearful. You're going to find yourself anxious. You're going to find yourself angry. You're going to find yourself lonely and hopeless. It all starts with what mirror that we're looking into. Two weeks ago, we read this verse, James chapter 1, verse 23 through 25. Would you look at it with me again? It'll be on the screen. In fact, would you read it out loud with me? Let's go. If you listen to the word and don't live out the message that you hear, you become like a person who looks in the mirror of the word to discover the reflection of his face in the beginning. You perceive how God sees you in the mirror of the word, but then you go out and forget your divine origin. So we can look in the mirror of social media and all that, but we've got to come back and look in the mirror. It all starts with us. You can't blame somebody else. You see, here's what I know. How we see ourselves, 
How we see ourselves determines how we feel, think, and live. Look at that again. How we see ourselves determines how we feel, think, and live. And if I look in a distorted mirror and I see myself angry and fearful and all that, instead of the word, you can't blame anybody else. You got to start with the man in the mirror. As that great theologian M.J. said, look at this. Here's what he said. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. And no message could have been clearer. If you want to make the world a better place, read the last line with me. Take a look at yourself and then make a change. Don't take a look at yourself in the distorted mirror of what social media says or what Uncle Billy Bob says or what the Republicans or the Democrats or the Independents or the Atheists say. But we want to look into this word and we want to live as this word. As I look into this word, I want to become more like him, more like Jesus. And many of the world of people today are feeling hopeless. That's a horrible place to be. But you can say, I, I just feel so hopeless. I, I'm, I'm overwhelmed with what's going on. And, and I just I don't have any hope that anything will ever get any better. But for us to be able to be helped, to pray, to look in the Word, I've got to identify the cause of my hopelessness. I've got to identify that. You say, what do you mean? Well, if I say I'm hopeless, then I'm going to ask, then why do you feel hopeless? What is it that's making you feel hopeless? You might say, well, I feel hopeless because I feel like I'm in over my head. I'm in over my head. The situation exceeds my knowledge. I'm in, I'm in what's going on in our world right now. I'm in over my head. I don't have the knowledge of what to do about this. I don't have the finances to do anything about this. I don't have the ability. And because I don't have the ability to bring forth change, then I just feel hopeless in over my head. Or you may say, you know, the reason I feel hopeless is I feel like I've hit rock bottom. I mean, there's no, nothing else can go any lower. I mean, I've been hit with the COVID. I've been hit with this. I've been hit with that and something else. The tension in our world, the division that's there, even in my own neighborhood. And I just feel like I've hit bottom. I mean, there's no other way to go. Or you may say, well, you know what? I feel overwhelmed because I feel out of control and I feel powerless. I'm drifting because I have no direction. I have motion but I don't have any purpose for the motion. It's like I'm all over the map. One day I'll see the news and I feel this way. The next day I'll see something, I'll feel that way. I'll see somebody downtown and I feel this way. And my emotions are all over. I feel like I'm out of control. And how can I bring change if I feel out of control? I feel hopeless. Or maybe you say, you know, I feel hopeless because I'm just overwhelmed. Anybody raise your hand on that one? I feel helpless to change. I don't know what to do. And when I pray and I read the word, I feel like right now in my life, Terry, I'm just going to be honest, I feel like God's a million miles away. I've been praying and I find myself praying the same prayers over and over, but I don't sense his presence and I just feel hopeless. Or you may say, you know what? I feel hopeless because I feel trapped. I feel like I'm I'm in prison. This addiction that I have, I've been trying to get rid of it. These family issues, all the things that I see, this, this COVID, the economic crisis, all of these things around the world, and I just feel trapped like I'm in a prison and there's no way out. Listen, 
only when we identify and name the feeling that we're experiencing can we begin to do something about it. So if we feel hopeless today, I'm going to tag Team Bishop and let him tell us how to get out because I don't know how to get out. Would you give him a welcome as he comes right now? God bless you. Thank you. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, I believe in you. Turn to the other side and say, give me $2 because I believe in you. You owe me. <laughs> Amen. Um, uh, thank you, uh, Pastor Terry. He's, he's a, the, the teacher that founded me in the Word and uh, has been gracious to me over the, the years that I've been here in Lake County to be a brother to me and to allow me to be here in the city as um, uh, a sister church and um, there's nothing more I can say about a, a more powerful man of God. Let's give your pastor uh, a, a great hand. Come on, y'all can do better than that. Come on. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Amen. So we have to ask the question, and the question keeps coming up, what do we do about it? What can we do? Um, so I want you, if you have your pen and paper, I want you to... Uh, write this down, please, because uh, it's going to be very important. <clears throat> Stop looking at the wrong mirror. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Stop looking at the wrong mirror. Because it, 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 here's the thing that I realized. You know, you remember the old, you know, the, the old oh, nursery rhyme uh, out of, out of uh, 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 what was it? Um, come on, uh, Snow White, right? It was Snow White. And, 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 the, and the, the wicked, wicked witch now. <laughs> wicked witch. Now I need you to understand, y'all, you, you got to get your opinion from the right people. You know what I'm saying? So uh, uh, she used to say, mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the of them all? Right? First of all, that's the wrong question. Okay? You looking in a mirror trying to get a mirror to tell you that you look good. Um, listen, I don't know, have you ever woken up on the wrong side of the bed? Yes. Or, 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 or you rolled off the bed. Anybody ever done that before? Yes. Well, uh, he here's the reality that we must know, that when we think in terms of, okay, mirror, mirror, on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? We've got to change that mirror, because that mirror will only tell us all, only what we can see. But how many are supposed to live by faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the Come on, say it with me, Bob. Of things we So if you look in a regular mirror, you might get disappointed. That's the truth. The older you get, there might be a little bit more hair on sliding off that head. Amen? Yep, yep, yep. But, but here's the reality. We should be asking not mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all, but we should be asking what mirror what mirror is the greatest mirror of them all? That's good, Bishop. That's good. That's good. What mirror should I be looking in that is the greatest mirror? I'm not listening to a witch trying to kill a girl with an apple. No. <laughs> I'm going to listen to the one who made the universe. Yes. Yes. That put the sun in the sky. Come on, somebody. That made the trees and the plants and the animals. Come on that gave food on our table. That, that, I want to look into the mirror that he looks in because he looks good. Yes, yes, yes. 
And if we were created in his what? And in his? Then we ought to look good too. The only reason that we don't look as good as God is because we're looking in regular mirrors and not the mirror of the word. I, I want you to understand. Uh, I want you to look at your neighbor and I want you to look at their back. Just look at their back. Can you see it? Do you see the cape? No. The cape. Yeah, the, the, because each one of you are super uh, natural creatures. You, 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 got a, you got a cape on your back and some of y'all just need to go up, up and away. Hello, somebody. <laughs> I meant that in the goodest, in the best way possible. Anyway. But here's the reality, and, let's, and I want to go back to what Pastor Terry just said. Let's go back to James, and let's look at that again. I want us to look and see the mirror that we're supposed to be peering into. And, and many of us, we, 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 we don't do this because it's just not natural. But you're not natural. You're super natural. So, so you might be able to eat food to sustain yourself, but to sustain your spiritual man, you need spiritual. Come on, somebody. You need spiritual. Okay. So here's what it says. If you listen to the word and don't live out the message you hear, meaning you can read it all day, but if you're not going to walk it, if you're not going to say I'm Superman, if you're not going to get into your problem and your situation and say, you know what? I was built for this. I was made for this. I was born for this problem. Listen, let me tell you something. Each one of you are like Noah's Ark. When the, when the floods water rise, so do you. Come on, somebody. And all you have to do is get your family inside because you were built by God to float on crisis. You were designed by his word to overcome. But if you don't see the word, all you're going to look at is the storms and the wind and the rain and the flood and go, you know, God, where are you? God says, I'm in you. I'm not on the outside of you. He said the kingdom of God doesn't come through observance. The kingdom of heaven is in you. So, so if I want something from the heavens to come out of me, I've got to have a word on it. Somebody say, put a word on it. Watch this. Listen, it goes on to say, uh, if we, if we, if we, you, you become like a person who looks in the mirror of the word to discover the reflection of his face. In other words, we all get excited. We get started. We look at God's word. We get, we get geeked about it. Uh, but, and then something happens. Uh, and to discover the reflection of his face in the beginning. Somebody say, in the beginning. In the beginning. How many can be honest in this room and say that when you first came to Christ, you were excited? Raise your hand if you're not shameless. Amen. How many can admit over time it waned? The moment, listen, let me say something to you. All you have to do is get back on track. The power didn't diminish. Your God is still on the throne. He still has all power in his hand. All we have to do is go back to the beginning. See, the problem is, is that we left our first love. The one that made us love everybody. You, I mean, they made your food wrong and you were like, oh, this is delicious. This is awesome. 
He saw your mother-in-law. Come here, give me a hug. Give me a hug. Yeah. <laughs> he said, not that far, huh? That, was, that, that overdid it there, huh? <laughs> Be saved in Jesus' name. Amen. But, but, but it says, go to the next verse. Watch this. You perceive how God sees you in the mirror of the word, but then you, listen, this is what happens when we don't, when we look at this as a fairy tale. When we look at this as, yeah, I know. Come on, somebody. No, 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 you got you to keep them B-U-T's out of that. Okay? You, you, you got to look at God's word and say, if you said it, I believe it, and that settles it. I'm telling you, miracles are happening all over this world. I mean signs and wonders. I'm talking about people being healed from cancer. I'm talking about eyes popping open. Young men who couldn't see, blind, born blind, eyes are opening, legs are growing out. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? I said it's at hand. Put your hand up right now. It's that close to you. You don't have to wait for a revivalist to come in town. You don't need a revival. You need to read, and then you become that revival. Greater. Come on, somebody. Y'all know these. These are the verses we were born on. Greater is he that is than he that is. So what you worried about a demon? What you worried about cancer? What you wor Listen, in this world, you will have trouble. But be of good courage, because I've already got the antidote to every issue. Isaiah 53, he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of my peace was upon him, and with his stripes, come on somebody, either you, listen, this is where it gets critical. The verse begins at the beginning of that chapter, who hath believed our report? You want change? Believe the report. Don't wait for, don't turn the TV in. Uh-uh, 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 no, 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 no. You, 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 you need to turn to him, not TV in. He says this, write the, I want you to write this verse down, never forget it, okay? If you have to write it on the back of somebody's neck and just follow them every day. And, and they don't have to put it up, I'm just going to read it. Jeremiah 9, 23 and 24. You got to get this. It's like my life verse. Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Real smart. I know, I know how to make things happen. I'm very educated. Your education is going to come short. Yes, sir. Let not the mighty man glory in his might. Man, I got the muscles. Oh, oh, look at that leg. Oh, I ain't got nothing, but I'm just show, showing you what it would look like if, if, I, if I had it. Anyway, let not the rich man glory in riches. You think money is going to keep you? No. <laughs> so just wipe those things away. 
Because most of our worries are centered on what we know, how much money we got in our pocket, and do people like me. So he says, don't glory in those things, but he that glorieth, let him glory in this, that he knoweth, watch this, he knows and understands me. What? You mean to tell me that the way that God wants to be pleased is that I know him? Now, he didn't say anything about doing anything. He says that he knoweth me and understandeth that I execute loving kindness. You see evil? That ain't God. You see a person saying, I'm, I'm walking with God and he does evil? He's a liar. Just don't get it twisted. Don't get mixed up. The Bible says if a man says he walks in the light and yet he walks in darkness, he's a liar and the truth ain't in him. You got to get, you got to get, in these days and times, you got to be able to tell who's for real and who is fake. Hello, somebody. Because you can be taken off by the fake because a tree shall be known by its All right, what kind of fruit you got? Look at your neighbor and say, are you fruity? No, 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 don't say that. That didn't come out right. Let's move on. Okay. He says that you know and understand me that I execute loving kindness and judgment in all the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. Do you understand that's a personal letter to you? You want to delight in the Lord? You want the Lord to be happy with you? Know him. Look at your neighbor and say, know him. Look at your neighbor and say, know him. Listen, because you're going to know other people and you're going to have opinions. God didn't care about your opinions about other people. Because the way he operates is he made everybody. So he knew why he made them. So your opinion as to whether his, his product is a good product or not is irrelevant. Yes. The only thing that he wants to know is, do you know me? Oh, y'all don't understand what I'm saying. Well, I love this. I, I, I love talking to people and they go, you know, listen, this is where I'm living. This is my lifestyle. I, you know, I don't really go to church. I don't read that much. I don't really, I'm not really all into God. But I, he, know, you know, he knows my heart. How many heard that before? He knows my heart. God knows my heart. He knows he know me and him down. God knows my heart. I always say this. You know what? Because he is omniscient, you're absolutely right. He does know your heart. But do you know his? That's the reality. We've got to get to the point of knowing his heart. Now, and here's why you can have hope, ladies and gentlemen. This is very important. As we face our quote-unquote illusions, Okay, now, now, some of y'all didn't get that. What you're facing is just an illusion. An illusion. That's See, because you, in your mind, have already walked it out, and because you walked it out, you let worry come back yeah. Yeah. as a result of that. Sure. But, but you haven't interjected God mm -hmm. in that. So what you're worrying about 
is an illusion. Until you enter and inject God into your situation, what you're looking at, it's just an illusion that you're troubling your soul after. Stop troubling your own soul. Watch this. The reason why I can be so cool and, and, and when chaos comes is found in John 16.33. John 16.33. That book right there, ooh, that chapter, it'll blow your mind. As you, as you get there, I'll give you a little context. Jesus was dealing with the disciples, and he says, you know, all this time in the Gospels, you've been coming to me and asking me for miracles. You've been coming to me, and I've been get, I've been, I made it happen. Fish and loaves. I did it, right? Right. The dead man came out and he was in burial. I, I, I rose him up. Remember the Roman soldier? I, I got it. I handled it. But in 16, he begins to say, no longer shall you come to me and ask me anything. He says, but you're going to go to the Father yourself. And he will answer you when you pray in my name. That what? Your joy may be full. How many need a little bit more joy in their life right now? Man, there's nothing like watching God move right in front of your face. There's nothing like God using your hands to pray for people and you see them get healed. Ain't nothing like it. He wants you to have joy unspeakable, the kind of joy where you can't go, you go, man, I I can't even describe how I'm feeling. I just, ooh, giddy, giddy, giddy. That's what he wants. Now, now look, look what it says. It says, these things I have spoken to you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. Be, meaning you're going to, in the middle of your trouble, when's the last time you laughed? Whoa, that's good. That's good. My, my wife knows me. Uh, 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 I have a phrase when trouble comes. What's that phrase? I say, what's up, danger? I say, what's up, danger? You ain't new to me. I've seen you before. I've handled you before. I'm not worried about you right now. What's up, danger? Because I know the next thing I'm about to do is take care of danger. I already know what God put in me. My job is to go back into his word and speak his word on what I'm facing. I don't get caught up in what I'm looking at. I get caught up in who I look to. Come on, somebody. This is critical for a sense of hopelessness. He says this world, you will have trouble, but you can still have good cheer. Why? Because when you invoke the name of... Come on, somebody just say his name. Come on, say it like you mean it. Just put your problem behind it and say it. Come on. See, see, when you say his name, how many people just hold on to their problems and they, and they wrestle with them and they don't let it out. They don't just open their mouth and say, God, I need you. God, I need you to move for me. Today, not tomorrow, R-A-T now. Right now. When you loose the words, things begin to happen. Here's what I want you to do. Here's a step I want you to take. I want you to read the Beatitudes. That's not for Sunday school. That's for grown folk. Okay? 
The Beatitudes in Matthew 5 and in Luke chapter 6 is a dissertation of Jesus the Messiah, the great rabbi, the great priest, high priest, who taught us how our attitude should be when we are facing the issues of the world. And if we were to capture those truths and walk them out, the Bible says in the end of Luke, he says this, you'll be like a house set on a foundation of a rock. And the winds, they're going to blow, and the rains, they're going to come. But it beat against the house, but it could not take it out. Why? Because it was founded upon that's Matthew. Listen to me. If you ain't heard anything I said, Matthew 5 and Luke chapter 6, learn it like it's the back of your hand. Good, good, good. It'll tell you how to see things. Watch this. Here, here's one thing I've learned. Go to uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. I'm almost done. Second Timothy chapter 3. Here's what the word will do for you. All scripture is given by what? And, 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 me, and means God took the time to say it. <laughs> when he said, let there be light, there's still light today. God doesn't waste his words. So these are inspired, God-breathed words all scripture is given by God's breath, the same breath that rose Adam up out of the dirt. Come on, somebody. You may be on the bottom of the heap. You may feel like you're covered in dirt, but the breath of God can raise you up and give you new life. He says the scripture by inspiration of God, and it is profitable to you. It means it, you need it. Even if you don't think you do, you need it. Well, I've been in the church for uh, 27 years, and uh, I've got three masters, two doctors, and a nurse. But you forgot everything you've learned. you got to go back and be the baby again. But get this. It's for doctrine, for reproof. Man, when was the last time uh, uh, you allowed your pastor to, to reprove you? Could you take it? See, the church has to get to a point where somebody can tell you, sit down. And you don't get, oh, you don't talk to me like that. I, I, I'm a tithe-paying member. Sit down. How many can take that? Look at it. Look. I, I'm like two hands up like, Ip -ip. if you can't take that, how are you going to take the rest of his word? It's for profit, watch this, for doctrine, to know him, for reproof, to, so, so that you can get back on track, for correction, to get your mind thinking the right way again. And then instruction and right. It's a process. I've got to first tell you the truth. Then I've got to say where you're doing wrong. Then I've got to say, here's what you do right. And then here's how you walk it out. Instruction and righteousness. Watch this. Here's why. Next one that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished, unto, unto, no, it says some. No, one or two. No, one calling. All. So, so, so some of you may feel 
listen, uh, I'm too old, I, I did my deed. If you breathe in with a mask or no mask, you still got purpose. You still got destiny. You still can grow. Do you understand? You, 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 have to, you have to understand that the reason things are happening aren't to make you fall, but to make you tall. Hello, somebody. To make you grow. To make you profitable. That you might be thoroughly... Listen, I, grew, I, I went to college and I had no furniture. You don't want to have a house like that in your heart. Thoroughly furnished means God got you covered. Come on, let's give God a great hand clap of praise. Come on, you can do better than that. He is worthy. Look in that mirror, in that mirror. Listen, would you stand to your feet? We are in the most holiest of moments. You shall know the truth. And the truth will Another version that says it'll, it'll make you. You have an addiction. Sometimes you, you don't want to be free, but you need to be free. It'll make you free. There's a lady I prayed for years ago. She had an addiction to smoking. She tried everything to get off of it. So I prayed for her. I, I, I told God, I don't care how you do it, as long as it gets done. How many know? I don't care. I mean, as long as it happens. She said, thank you. Went home. <laughs> lit a cigarette. <laughs> Put it in her mouth. Tastes like cow patties. Some of y'all from the country, y'all know what a cow patty is, right? City folk are like, I don't know what that is. Is that a hamburger? Is that a hamburger? No. Don't eat it. Don't eat it. Changed her life. Why? Because all I did is apply that. Listen, that's why I wear the shirt says I am human. I understand I need God. And right now in our country with all that's going on, with all the divide, political and otherwise, listen, you are not called as a soldier of God to get caught up in the things of this world. You're not. You have to remain spotless from this world. So all of the fighting, the, listen, God called us to a kingdom of every kindred, of every kind, every tongue, meaning your complexion is on purpose. Your skin color was God-given. It was a palette from heaven. He painted you. Only the devil would use the palette and say this color is better than that color and that color is better. It's the palette of God. Every kindred, every kind, we are one. And so this organization is bringing, it's a Christian organization that recognizes the commonality of all men and celebrates their diversity. It's a Christian organization where we feed the hungry and we go out and we help people that can't help themselves. And, and we, we work with pastors and leaders. And, 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 and listen, it's not about our church. It's about helping somebody else by recognizing that, am I white first, black first, or Christian first? Christian. 
Come on, somebody. Come on, can we? Come on. When we get to heaven, I don't want to even hear. Hey, well done, black guy. Well done, Caucasian. Hola. No. I want to hear well done. By good. It's faithful. That's it. Now, if you want to help us, there's shirts in the, in the, in the uh, foyer. But something very important is supposed to happen now. Being in the presence of God, he desires you. He doesn't need your clothes. He doesn't need your money. He wants your heart. If you bow your head and close your eyes. If you are here under the sign of my voice and you know that you have not fully made him the Lord of your life or you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, I'm here as his messenger to say to you, today change can happen. And if that's you, I'm going to count to three and I want you to lift your hand and say, that's me. I want Jesus in my heart today. I'm going to count to three. One, two, three. Raise your hand if that's you. I see you. I see you. I see you, ma'am. I see you there. I see you, sir. I see you. Yes. Yes. I see you. Awesome. Put your hands down for just a second. If you are here and you're looking for a church home, the Father's house is an excellent place for you to begin to grow and be discipled in the way that God called you to be. And, and, and if you're here today and you're looking for a church home here in Lake County and Leesburg, listen, you, you, you're on good ground, good holy ground. I'm going to count to three for you. If you're here under the sound of my voice, and you want to become a part of the Father's House ministry here in Lake County, this location here. I'm going to count to three and I want you to lift your hands. One, two, three. Lift your hands if that's you. Raise your hands. Raise your hands. Amen. Now, put your hands down. If you lifted your hands to join or to be born again, I want everyone in the building to lift your hands up high and we're going to pray the prayer of salvation. Now, when I say it, you're going to be saying it to God. Okay? And what's going to happen, he's not just going to be your Savior, he's going to be your Lord to guide you through the things you need. All right, let's pray this prayer. But as I said, you're talking to him. Father, forgive me of everything I've done wrong from the day I was born to this very moment. Forgive me. I believe that Jesus died on the cross to take away my sins. And I accept him now as the Lord of my life. And I will begin to learn who he is. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You're clean, spotless. Now, if you made a, uh, a decision for Jesus, I want you to fill out that connection card. And I want you to turn that connection card in. Make sure you put it in uh, as you walk out with the baskets. 
but, but you made the greatest decision you could have ever made in your life. And I am honored to be here to see that take place. I want, can I bless the people? Father, in the name of Jesus, I bless Pastor Terry and Pastor Anita for the work they have and the work they're doing and the anointing and the God-given ideas that you've given them to help this city be all that it's called to be. I bless their strength. I bless those around them with loyalty and, 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 and fervor and passion to see the kingdom of God go forward. I bless the people with new purpose and destiny to know that if I'm breathing, if I woke up this morning, I can do something for the kingdom. God, I bless the people that this week will be like no other week in their life as you stir the gifts up inside of them. God, I thank you for this holy place called the Father's house. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. God bless you. As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in all that God is doing in and through your life. And we'd love to continue with you on that journey. To find out what your next steps are in your relationship with Jesus, all you have to do is go to thefathershouse.com slash next. Join us next week as we continue to love God, help people, and build the kingdom.